Well, it's one of the coldest months of the year. It's the month with the shortest amount of days in it. And it's also at the beginning of the year. Almost feels like, uh, you know, get it over with. <laughs> it's a month I can't really ever remember a time that somebody was like really excited about or looking forward to. I can't remember the last time I heard somebody go, yo, I can't wait till February, fam. It's a month where the spelling is awfully weird. I always want to spell it F-E-B-U because it, I mean, that's the way I pronounce it. I don't, who says February? That, like, why would you spell it like that? February and Wednesday. I never understood it. Wednesday. If if that's the way we have to spell it, then that's the way we should say it. It should be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That makes no sense to me, but whatever. It's also the month that uh, most people focus on Valentine's Day, which seems to overshine everything else involved in this month. Uh, it's a baby with a diaper and a bow and arrow that's supposed to run around shooting people and making them fall in love. Yeah, got to share the month with that. But nonetheless... <laughs> It's still Black History Month. Welcome to In The Moment. Yeah. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. Episode 52. Yeah. Wherever you are, whoever you're with. I hope you're feeling good today. Shout out to you. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Black History Month. We turning up in here as always. Nothing has changed. Bigger, better, and badder for the month of February. That's how we on it. Nothing but positive vibes your way, but yet and still, y'all know what we do here. I still found some things to be mad at, so let's get into it. Few things I'm mad at. I'm mad at dick pics. I'm going to just say it. I said it. I said it. It was uncomfortable, but I said it. I'm mad at it. And there's a reason. Because um, I was talking to Jade earlier today. Shout out to Jade, my co-worker on Jade and Mo. Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on Q99.7 Atlanta. We were talking, and she was telling me a story about how she received a unsolicited dick pic, right? And I was mad at this for, for a few reasons. Because I told her, I said, you know what? I'm tired of this. For one, I never understood why men do this. Like, Why? Why do y'all do this? I, I am, I am, this is a legit question. I need a man who does this to reach out to me and tell me why you do this. I have to know. Because I've never seen it work. Like, that's the thing. I can't, I can't think of a time that I remember hearing a story or having a woman tell me, oh my God, I got this dick pic one day and it was on. I, I just never remember hearing that, ever. Why do y'all do this? And I'm mad at it because it happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me. And I feel for women, because now I know how it feels. True story. Good friend of mine, he wanted to show me something on his phone he had been working on. Working on these designs. So he's showing me, like, the logos, seeing if I like anything. And he's flipping through. And and he hands me the phone. He's like, I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't really like to swipe in people's phones. It's awkward. I'd rather you just do it. I just don't like to do it. And then he starts doing it himself. And he's like, all right. And he's flipping through the phone. Boop! Dick! Whoa! Whoa! What was that? What the fuck was that, man? And he's laughing, like uncontrollably laughing. I'm not laughing. I damn near had a heart attack. Do you know how that feels? 
You know how that feels to put your trust in somebody to swipe through a phone because they're your friend? And you believe that they would never put you in harm's way? And then they swipe and swipe? You start off looking at logos, three swipes later, it's dick in your face? Do y'all understand the type of trauma I faced in this moment? Ladies, if you with me, say yeah. This how Beyonce start every song. I get it now. Fam, I was traumatized. Who does that? And he's still laughing. I'm like, first, whose dick was that, man? Like, seriously, dude. I have to ask. What if it's not his? Then there's other questions I have. Does your wife know? I have questions. He's like, nah, man, I ain't mean to do that. I don't, like, no. I don't mean to do that. I ain't gonna cut it. I can't unsee that shit. Why is your dick in your phone like that, man? And why is it so close to the recent pictures? It's three swipes to get there. What are you doing? Your life is popping in between the designs. You don't have like a dick section on your phone so you know it's safe, man. If you know that's there, like why is you so freely swiping? You know that's there. You don't just forget about a dick. I'm sorry, y'all, but I I was I was really traumatized, man. And and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, not to mention, you handed me the phone initially. Like it was cool. Like you was confident. Yo, do your thing. What if I would have did that, man? What if I would have did it myself? Pause. Why would you do that? He's like, yo, I ain't mean to do it. Like certain things you can't just be like, my bad, bro. You can't just shoot somebody and be like, yo, my fault. That's crazy. No, I'm bleeding. I can never unsee this. I felt like this is this must be what it feels like when a woman gets an, a penis picture. A pee-pee. Oh, my God, I'm ruined. I can't hang out with this dude again. I told him I can't even look you in your face. He's like, oh, you'll forget. No, I won't. Not even drunk. He did this while we were sober. Should be arrested. You're a monster. Well, pause. I didn't mean it like that. But I I meant as a person. Because I wasn't judging. That's nasty. But y'all know what I mean, man. Anyway, I'm mad at men for that. Like my friend, mostly. Most of all, I'm mad at him. What type of person are you, dude? Seriously. I don't even want to continue this podcast. <laughs> I got to get my life together. I got to I gotta get back on track, man. Who's next? I'm mad at fake red flags. Some of y'all got fake red flags. Like at the beginning of a relationship, when someone does something that you don't like or that will cause you to stop dating them, typically we call that a red flag. And I have friends who have fake red flags. I think we need to reevaluate the definition of a red flag. It means you're done. Some of y'all put up red flags and be like, but I don't know, he's cute. That's not a red flag then. It's a yellow flag. I was talking to my homegirl the other day, and she was like, Mo, I don't know what to do. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he does things that normally I wouldn't put up with, you know, like red flags. But he's been so good to me that I'm thinking maybe I'll look past it. I said, well, what's the red flags? She's like, you know, like a little bit of cheating. What? What What the fuck? What? What's, what's a little bit of cheating? What? What kind of brainwashing has this man been doing that you all of a sudden think there's a such thing as a little bit of cheating? Can somebody explain this to me? What is a little bit of cheating? She really said this to me. Looked me dead in my eyes and, and told me a little bit of cheating. What, well, what, how much cheating 
does it take before it's like a decent amount? <laughs> what? <laughs> does the size matter? What is how? How do we get to a little bit of cheating? Did she have to reach a certain place? I don't understand. And she's like, Mo, this ain't the time for jokes. And I'm like, yo, this whole thing is a joke. I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a little bit of cheating. She's like, well, all men cheat. See, I'm like, okay. Either way, that don't make sense to me, right? Because if all men cheat, then you shouldn't even be having this little bit of cheating as a concern. If all men don't cheat, well, then there's no such thing as a little bit of cheating. But either way, talking about he only cheated once and he promised that was it. And I ain't a hater, so I didn't jump into that. But... I say that to say, don't call it a red flag if you're going to zoom right past it, because that's illegal, just like a red light. And there's no such thing as a little bit of cheating. <laughs> that's, that's just as toxic when Aaron Hall was out here talking about you can get a piece of my love. It's waiting for you. Fam, a piece? Who in the hell want to settle for a piece of somebody's love? Like, to even offer that. You know how nasty of a person you got to be to offer somebody a piece of your love? <laughs> Just a piece. Where's the rest going? To your wife? Where's the rest of it go? And I get this piece. Ain't no peace. A piece of your love. Nah. No justice, no peace. Who's next? <laughs> I'm mad at the fact that I had a ride this week. And she was late three times. I've never seen somebody be late three times. In one trip. <laughs> Can you imagine? How you give me three times and then be late for all of them? She was supposed to be there at 10 to pick me up. Text me at 10 and said, be there in 30. I said, okay, wow. I was ready by 1030. Then I got a text at 1045. Be there in 10. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Then had the nerve to double up on that text. Are you ready? Am I, am I ready? The fuck? <laughs> Been ready for an hour. You late three times. I'm not going to be ready. How can somebody be late three times for one pickup? I was disgusted. I don't even know why I told y'all that. I genuinely was mad at it. So I figured I'd just throw it in this section. Who's next? I'm mad at this meme I saw. Because typically when somebody sends me a meme, it gives me some information that I think is dope, right? Like you get a lot of life and good perspective from memes. And I got this meme. There was a day on the Burt Show when we were talking about ladybugs. And I admitted that I never realized that there was a such thing as a male ladybug. I mean, obviously, there has to be when you think about it. But I I don't know. I just every time I saw a ladybug, I imagined that it was a lady. It, it's a ladybug. Just made sense to me. But whatever. So somebody sent me a meme and was like, Mo, bet you didn't know this either. And I was hype. I was like, OK, about to learn something. And I read it and it said male ladybugs can spend up to four hours mating with a dead female before they realize something is not right. Normally when you get like animal or bug facts, it's amazing things that humans could never think to do. It's disappointed me. A male human can do that way longer. There are men who go entire marriages mating with their women never realizing that something is wrong. What do you mean four hours? Women ain't felt nothing in four years. He don't know. He in the marriage thinking everything is good. She playing TLC, no scrub, soon as he leave. Four hours. Are you kidding me? That's all a male ladybug got? I could have went the rest of my life thinking there was no male ladybugs for that. What type of facts are you sending me? 
I got a friend been in a marriage. She ain't felt nothing in 15 years. He don't know. Everybody else do. So on Facebook and everything, he still think he in a happy mess. Messed up. I'm just playing. Oh, man. I'm mad at it. Who's next? That's all I'm mad at for the week. Let's get into shout outs. Shout out to Chadwick Boseman. He made SAG Awards nomination history with four nominations in a single year. Amazing man, amazing career. Shout out to him. Man, everything that man did was just, it was golden. It was really golden. Everything he touched, rest in peace, brother. Talk about making the most of your life. Incredible. Um, Shout out to TLC. Yes, I mentioned TLC earlier. And that's because I love him. I do. I don't want... (laughs) I don't want this message to go unclear. I absolutely love TLC. But one day, one day, we gonna have to sit down and talk about how they made no scrubs and they was broke the whole time. We gonna have to talk about it. I'm sorry. You can't be mad that somebody on the passenger side of their best friend ride trying to holler at you if you broke and everybody's stealing your money. You can't do that, man. We gotta talk about it one day. That's all I'm saying. I still love them. But we need answers. Shout out to Tom Brady. Seriously. And it's, this is really nothing to do with sports. I'm shouting Tom Brady out. The, the easy reasons is that he's going to the Super Bowl and went to another team, did it again. Everybody want to keep hating on him. The man done went to, I think, 11 Super Bowls in 21 years or something crazy like that. I don't know. But this ain't about the sports. I'm shouting Tom Brady out. Because I just read a headline that for 12 days leading up to the Super Bowl, he put himself in isolation. Fam, in a time when everybody is doing everything in their power to not have to quarantine, this man walked into it gladly. He's the only person who is quarantining without COVID, period, on the planet. And we wonder why this man wins so damn much. Who's doing that? Everybody's running from that. People are quarantining for COVID. Time is quarantining for a Super Bowl. This man is crazy. Something is wrong. (laughs) Players were complaining in the NBA about being in a bubble away from their family. I know it was for a longer time, but still, Tom is volunteering. I would love to be away from my wife. (laughs) Might be something to it. If he wins this Super Bowl, I'm just saying that man is different, man. And I watched a special on Tom Brady about the guy who stole his jersey a few years back. Stole his Super Bowl jersey. This guy just walked into the locker room and really all he did was act like he belonged. Snuck his way in there. Took a selfie with Tom Brady. Then stole his jersey (laughs) and dipped. Apparently had about 100,000 other jerseys. But eventually they found the guy, they figured it out, took the FBI and Inspector Gadget, Dick Tracy, all of them. But they got the jersey back. And Tom didn't press charges. So ah, it's fine, he's a fan. And I don't know why, but I respected that. Like, he didn't mean it maliciously. He wasn't trying to hurt Tom or anything. He just was a, just a fan. Just loved this man so much that he snuck in the locker room and stole his jersey. And Tom said, oh, it's fine. Then they got it back. They went through all of this investigating to get it back, and then he just, like, tossed it in a corner with his daughter's coloring stuff. (laughs) I just... I can't hate this man. He's a winner. I just can't hate him. So shout out to him. 
And he's the epitome of when people hate you and you're great. I always tell people, I am not comfortable unless someone is hating on me. I am more comfortable when people hate me. And people think I'm joking when I say that. I really mean it. Because at least I know they're showing me two things. How they really feel and that I'm worth that energy. You don't tend to hate somebody that's not doing anything. Why would you hate them? People hate people typically because they're doing something. Especially when you're great. They really hate you then. Unless your greatness benefits them. If you're a fan of Tom Brady, if you're a fan of the team he plays for, you probably love him. If his greatness is not benefiting you, maybe you don't. LeBron, Michael Jordan, the list goes on. Anybody great. So to me, if they hate, usually it's because you're great. So shout out to that. Shout out to this uh, deli. This bodega in New York. Um, I don't have the information on it because I couldn't find it. But there's this, this video that has gone viral of this guy at the bodega in New York who he asked kids a question. And if they get the question right, he gives them five seconds to literally get anything in the store. As much as they can grab within that five seconds, and it's free. I'll give you guys all this stuff in five seconds to grab whatever you want if you guys get this question right. Easy, easy, easy. What's the biggest park in New York City? Central Park. Correct. Five. Four. Three. Two! Exit some milk! Two! Get some bananas! And some bananas and one! You hear when he counts, he counts slow. So he gives you a long five seconds, which is which is dope. This whole thing is incredible. But I was really impressed by these kids. These kids were grabbing milk, eggs, bananas. Protein shakes, <laughs> celery, cabbage, broccoli. These kids were grabbing like things that the entire family needs, grabbing things for their mom. And I couldn't help but think to myself, if I was a kid in that position, I'm straight to the candy section. <laughs> Skittles, now laters, what? I would have had Doritos. I'd have had mad chips, quarter waters. I don't think I would have grabbed one thing healthy, and I don't think I would have grabbed anything that we actually needed in the house. I was impressed. I was like, wow. They say your kids take after you, which means my kids are never going to be as great as these kids. <laughs> look, look at these kids. One kid ran up, got some aspirin for his mom. He's like, yo, I need that aspirin behind you. I was like, what? In five seconds? You're going to cure your mother's headache? Somebody don't get this kid an award? He ain't grab a Snickers or nothing. Not a honey bun, devil dog, nothing. No cookies, no ice cream. I would have grabbed everything that'll kill you. <laughs> everything that'll fuck your teeth up. That's what I would have grabbed. And man, a, a banana? I don't think I would grab a banana as a grown man right now. I don't think. <laughs> he could have gave me an hour. I wouldn't have grabbed a banana. Are you kidding? A banana? These kids are amazing. The hell am I grabbing a banana for? I'd have made a Slurpee before I grabbed a banana. I would have got the cat off the bread, brought him to the counter before I grabbed a banana. A 40? There's so many things I would have got before I'd have, I'd have got a lottery ticket. <laughs> Picture me grabbing a banana. Oh, shout out to those kids, man.
It's amazing. You can only hope to raise kids like that. All right, let's get down to business. Out the gate, let's talk about rap a little Uzi Vert. If you haven't heard by now, Lil Uzi Vert pierced his forehead, got a $24 million pink diamond implanted in his head. Are you kidding me? He went from a forehead to a $24 million head. It's the biggest come up ever. However, it's stupid. <laughs> I got so many problems with this diamond in this man's head. Number one, it's not centered. I'm sorry. $24 million and nobody can hit that alignment button? You you could make the dopest graphic ever. You got to hit the alignment button. It looked like somebody hit the center twice and didn't realize it went back. <laughs> Some of y'all who edit know what I'm talking about. It's not centered. It's a little off. And I don't like the fact that it moves. It dances. I don't like that. It's like a chandelier spinning. It should be still. What if he has to salute or something? I don't know. It's just dangling. I don't like the fact that it's not his birthstone. You fake. If you're going to do it, you got to get your birthstone. I believe pink is October, if I'm not mistaken. That man born in June or July or something. I think it's July. I know it ain't October. Fake. Plus, do y'all know what Thanos going to do to this boy when he catch him in these streets? I seen Thanos take a diamond out of somebody's brain. Like, this is easy. He don't even have to work. You can't put your jewelry away when you go to the party. Some parties, you leave a chain at home. How you gonna leave that diamond? Everywhere you go, they know you coming there with $24 million on you. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard somebody do. Everywhere you go, people know you are showing up with $24 million on you. And it's guaranteed because you can't leave it anywhere else. As hungry as people are in this world, I'm not doing it. I don't want people to know I have $10 on me, let alone $24 million. And why you stop at 24 million? Throw another million on there if you're going to do it. Make it 25. Who stops at 24? What are you, Jack Bauer? That's just weird. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. But it didn't make sense to me. Something else that didn't make sense to me. Rapper Method Man. Why are you sleep with Wendy Williams, bro? Why would why would he do that? Somebody said, oh, it was back in the day. So? Do y'all think this really happened? Wendy Williams had a biopic come out. She said a lot of things. But this wasn't even in the movie. Her claiming that she met Method Man. The only thing I did, I, I smoked a blunt with Red Man, excuse me, with Method Man, while I gave him a bath and it was a one-night stand. And he'll deny it, maybe not, you know. That wasn't in the movie. I. Uh, it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> it wasn't in the movie because Red Man, or excuse me, Method Man is still very angry at me. For what? Um, for, I don't know, for, for being me. It was one night. Y'all think Wendy Williams used a washcloth for a loofah? What y'all think? Why Method Man let her bathe him? Why would you why you why are you in her tub, man? There's gotta be a method to his madness. There has to <laughs> There has to be. Why would he do this? I'm a fan. Meth. Say something. This can't be true. And I know his wife came out and responded, but 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 if this really happened, this is not about his wife. This is about him. Not the meth I know. Not that man. Not Wendy. Why? I have questions. And we need answers. Who's next? Question of the week. There are times when life can come at you fast. And it makes me wonder, do you ever really blow it? 
I was talking to Jade about this as well. Like moments in life where you feel like you blew an opportunity, right? And I think last week I spoke about how I was in a moment with Ja Rule and I felt like he could have changed my life. And I didn't say anything. I choked up in the moment. Do those moments really matter? Like when you get fired from a job that you just felt like, damn, that was it. That was the one. It seems like people always recover. Jade was telling me a story about how she really messed up one of her opportunities and how it kind of came full circle. Things worked out. And I wonder if they work out more times than they don't. Because life does come at you fast sometimes, especially in your 30s. Let me tell you something. I don't know what life's deal is, but it sure seems like when you hit 30, all of a sudden life becomes Usain Bolt. Start moving on your ass, don't it? I don't know why. I feel like in my 20s, I had all the time in the world. Now, I'm, every day, I'm trying to catch my breath. Slow down. Relax. Life, it start moving on you. So when these things happen, are they merely just moments in time that gear us in the way that we're supposed to go anyway? Or do we actually change our entire destiny and fate when we make mistakes? I've always wondered that. If I had to guess, I would lean on if you have a destiny and a fate, well, you probably were supposed to make the mistakes you made, right? But I don't know. But it made me think about this time I got fired. It was the first time I ever got fired. I was so mad about it because I always felt like I was just an honest stand-up guy who just gave his all. And I felt like because I was that way, I would never get fired. And it's funny because I remember probably a week before I got fired, I was having a conversation with somebody about how I never got fired. And I got this job as a paralegal. (laughs) I don't know how. But the lady at the time, I was interested in going in that direction because I enjoyed studying law. But I had no type of experience in this area whatsoever. I didn't have the credentials or anything like that. But the lady liked me. I did the interview and she liked me so much that she was like, I'm going to give you a chance. And I was like, bet. She had her own firm, really powerful lawyer. And I started work. And I think I was there for maybe two, three months. I can't even remember. But I remember feeling like I was doing good. I was crushing it, especially for somebody who didn't really know it. I was picking up on it, quick learner. I was doing my thing. And we developed what I thought was some kind of relationship because she would always talk to me every day about things that had like, nothing to do with work. And I was like, all right, cool. So I felt like it was a good working relationship. It's a good. It was a great paying job, especially at that time. I was like, oh, I'm lit. This was my first decent paying job. And then one day, out of nowhere, there was never an issue with her and I. And then one day, I got a phone call from my mom. <laughs> I don't know why the call went through my mom. Well, my grandmother didn't know her, though. That's how I was introduced to her. But you would think if I worked there and she had something to tell me, she would have directly told me as her employee. But she didn't. I got a phone call from my mom. She was like, don't go to work. Don't don't go to work. Is this the same woman who, when I was 16 and lazy, you went to McDonald's, got me the job, came home with the shirt, talking about you start next week? This is the same woman talking about don't go to work? And then I realized it wasn't the time for jokes when she was like, yeah, because you fired. Oh, well. Well, yeah, that that makes sense. That's, And I'm like, fired? Mama, what I do? She's like, I don't know what you did, but your boss told me that it ain't working out. So I said, it ain't working. Did I suck? I would have took that as an excuse, honestly. If she would have been like, he was terrible. I'd be like, maybe I was. I didn't know what I was doing. But in my mind, I, I knew I wasn't. I did everything she asked me to do. 
better than she thought I could. Then the truth came out, somewhat. Turns out, she ended up telling my grandmother that I was hacking into the system and stealing files. Yo, at this time in my life, I didn't know how to create a file. <laughs> I didn't, I could barely remember my login. I struggled with that. Hacking into what? I didn't, I didn't have the ability to do any of this. And she knew that. I didn't even have the ability to do like the basics of the job. Now all of a sudden you're accusing me of being such a genius that I could hack into something? Lady, if I could hack into some files, I wouldn't be at this job. <laughs> what are you talking about? So at first I was like, all right, I wasn't even really mad. I was just confused. Like, why would she say that? Why would she think that? What? Did somebody set me up? Like, what? There's no way she could think I, I'm even capable of doing that. And I had to go pick up my check. And it was the last time I saw her. And I went to the office. I walked in. And she had some curly head dude sitting in my spot. <laughs> Already. He was dressed better than me. He looked smart. Like, he looked like he knew exactly what he was doing. He looked like he typed 140 words per minute with his elbows. This man looked like he was incredible. He looks up, hey, Mo. Oh, hey, me, man. What's up, Curly? Oh, oh, hey, me. I don't say nothing to you. You don't say nothing to me, Curly Johnson. This dude typing away while I'm sitting there waiting in my check. She talking about I'll be right down. Now I got to stand next to him in my seat typing on my keyboard, staring at my laptop, doing my job better than me i was hurt imagine you going back to get your stuff from your wife crib i just got a divorce three days ago and it's a new dude helping you pack the hell is going on man that's how i felt she came down she gave me my check she had tears in her eyes i'll never forget this because i knew something right she had tears in her eyes and she was like i'm sorry and i was like i agree we both know I did nothing wrong here. And she didn't say a word. And I just walked out. And then one of my friends were like, yo, you should have kicked over all of the computers. You should have threw fam out the window. I'm like, what are y'all? This is, this is why I don't like to have friends. Why are y'all telling me I should have did this? And then I beat myself up for not doing anything. But what was I really supposed to do? I genuinely felt like, damn, my dreams is crushed. Because at that time... I didn't think my real dream was possible. So I settled for the dream of just having a good enough job. And I was devastated when I got fired. Then I ended up at a job that was more suitable for me in the mailroom. Didn't pay nearly as much, but I could do it. <laughs> but I also got fired from that job. And I didn't do anything that time either. Or at least I still don't know. And that time I was really devastated. And I thought to myself, man, maybe nothing's meant for me. I climbed out of that thought and I started to think positive thoughts and I saw me getting fired as an opportunity and not so much a setback and then everything started to change and then my journey began to get to where I am now and I say all of that to say is it really ever over when we think it's over more times than it is it's probably not so if you happen to be in that place right now or at that part of your journey it's not over. It's only over if you allow yourself to believe it to be. But if you don't want it to be, then damn it, it's not. And better things are on the way. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. 
Somebody asked me how I liked Atlanta the other day, and I was telling them, man, I, I love Atlanta. It's been really amazing to me. I can't see myself living anywhere else right now. And as a New Yorker, I never thought I would say that about any other place other than New York. And I, I didn't really stop and realize until they said, how long have you been here? That I was like, wow, coming on, coming up on three years. It, it feels like it's, it's flown by. And I've gotten settled into the subtle differences of the South and the North because there are so many differences right but i don't want to focus on the major ones like we all know the southern hospitality doesn't exist in new york at all it's a whole different ball game everybody in new york is mean and angry it feels like and everybody in down south definitely a little different i remember when i first got here just walking around at night and people would be like hey man come in here come on hang out with us have a drink and i used to be like i'ma die if i go into that place that's who does that I'm not doing that, but not like people are really that cool. And to a New Yorker, you don't understand that. People don't compliment you unless they're trying to steal something from you in New York. That's It's a different, it's just a different vibe. It's a different atmosphere. And like the slang is different. You know, you, you got to get adjusted to that. I remember I would hang out with Bree's family and I, I didn't really know the lingo yet because they would end a lot of their sentences with questions, but they're not really asking you a question. I didn't I didn't understand that. I didn't know that. Like they'll like they'll say something like, yo, that boy up there tripping now, ain't it? And I'll be like, uh, uh, trying to I don't yeah. And then somebody behind me will yell, don't it? And I'll be like, whoa, huh? You like answer the question with the question? That don't what world that makes sense? Why would you answer a question with a question? And then somebody was like, Well, your slang don't make sense either. And I was like, I slang make perfect sense. What you mean? And they was like, Why y'all say son? In New York. And I said, because you my son, because you shine like one. And he was like, oh, really? Okay, well, explain why. You know how y'all use mad as a lot? And I said, yeah, mad. Like, you get mad money. That's a lot of money. He's like, exactly. Well, my cousin always be like, damn, he was mad happy. How the hell are you going to be mad happy, Mo? I said, that's what you have there is a good point. <laughs> that That's about as dumb as pretty ugly. When people say somebody's pretty ugly, can't really be pretty ugly. I, and I don't know how you could be mad happy. That's that's fair. And he said, while we on the topic, New Yorkers have the worst instincts ever. I said, what? What you mean? And he was like, because y'all always think somebody trying to harm you. Somebody trying to do something to you. And I said, first of all, you never had to grow up having the type of instincts that you could be sleep on the train and just wake yourself up at your stop. You don't know how to do that. If you get on a train and fall asleep, you're going to miss your stop. You're done. Now you got to start all over. It's going to take you three hours to get home. As a New Yorker, you got to know how to go to sleep. And just pop, my stop, I'm up. Greatest instincts ever. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. But you gotta be a New Yorker to understand that. And then we started talking about etiquette. And I realized something. I feel like all of the people I talk to on the phone that are from the South are very honest when they get on and off the phone about how they get on and off the phone. All of my New York friends lie. Like if I'm talking to somebody from the South, they'll be honest about why they called you and why they're getting off the phone. Yo. Well, I ain't need nothing. Just checking in with you, man. I'm going to get with you. All right. All right. Boom. You're done. All my New York friends, they lie to get off the phone. Hey, yo, I'm going to hit you right back. <laughs> no, you're not. And you don't talk to them for two years. And they hit you like ain't nothing happened. Yeah. What you mean? You said you're going to hit me right back. 
You can't ever take that literally with people from New York. I'm going to hit you right back just mean I don't know how else to get off the phone, but I got to go. Why don't y'all just tell the truth? Yo, it was good talking to you. I got to go. Nah, y'all lie. Make up lies sometimes. Yo, the water is overflowing on the rice. Fam, you've never cooked rice. You don't even know how to cook rice. You don't even eat. Like, what are you talking about? Yo, somebody at the door. No one's at the door. You just have to go. People in the South don't do that. I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to let you get to it now. I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do. Like, they just honest. People in New York. Yo, I got to go tame this dragon. You don't. You're not Khaleesi. Yo, I got to go clean this diamond in my forehead. What? <laughs> you think if you headbutt Lil Uzi, it'll be a blood diamond? <laughs> I got questions, man. It's different in the South. Stop lying to get off the phone. Moment of the week. I really couldn't think of anybody else or anything else to dedicate this moment to other than the late, great Miss Cicely Tyson. Uh, this woman was always like my television grandmother in my head. I've seen many a great moments of her. I always think of the heartbeat moment. You know that she's the one when you feel her heartbeat and you feel your heartbeat and they beat at the same time. She has represented strong, brilliant, powerful, beautiful, intelligent black women on the big screen for many a years. A pioneer. Opened the doors for so many. A legend. Led with grace, honor, courage. What a beautiful woman. What a beautiful life. She meant so much to our culture. That was a big loss. She meant so much to so many. But her work, her spirit, her legend continues. She lived a good life, long life, great life, strong life. Well done, Miss Tyson. Rest in peace. Quote of the week is in line with what I was saying earlier about perspective and how you see things to come is how things will come. So I read a quote that is simple but powerful, and I'll leave you with this. If you believe it will work out, you'll see opportunities. If you believe it won't, you'll see obstacles. End quote. Do with that as you will. Until next week. Thank you for listening. Next week, bitches. Cool For you anytime you need me For real girl it's me in your world Believe me Nothing make a man feel better than a woman Queen with a crown that be down for whatever There were few things that's forever My lady We can make war or make babies Back when I was nothing You made a brother feel like he was something That's why I'm with you to this day Boo no fronting Even when the skies were great You would rub me on my back And say maybe it'll be okay Now that's real to a brother like me baby Never ever give my cootie away And keep it tight alright in a fat ass crib with thousands of kids Well life, you don't need a ring to be my wife Just be there for me and I'ma make sure we Be living in the effing lap of luxury I'm realizing that you didn't have to fuck with me But you did, now I'm going all out kid And I got mad love to give You my nigga